this is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Roots and Wings podcast. It's good to be with you guys today, wherever wherever you are, whether you're, I don't know, driving, walking, running. Did you say dragging? Driving, dragging, whether you're dragging, <laughs> whether you're your dragging week. through a Monday it's morning, Monday, yeah, you know, I'm trying just to think of when I listen to podcasts, like mm-hmm. when, where is that? But anyways, we're really glad to be with you guys, and good to be with you too, Dad. This good morning. to be with you too. How, how was your trip? You had a little good. bit of a vacay. Yeah, I just got just hot off of a trip to Florida. We were in Florida last week for. A little time away, visiting with my mom and dad in Sarasota, Florida. We had a great time and um, a little beach time and uh, mm-hmm. a little time with time with my my best girl and uh, just the two of us. Well, actually, the three of us because Annie traveled with us. Our, uh, our dog Annie. Your two be- your two <clears throat> best girls. <laughs> now she's my Mary Beth's my best girl. Annie is our, our my best dog. So we'll just yeah. <laughs> So, You're like, I'm not there. That's not what I call my dog. But no, we had a blast. It was a good time. Good to good, good to be good to be with everybody. Good to be get a break. A little bit of uh, manuha. <laughs> what does that mean? Remember manuha? Remember our episode on manuha? The um, oh, the Sabbath yes. that we talked about. To, yes. if, for our, I thought you were trying to say like aloha or something. I was like, that, that's not. That's not how you say it. A little manuha for, for our listeners manuha. who are listening now, going, "What are they talking about?" If go back and look at the episodes previous, because look for the episode called Manuha. That was a good one about taking mm-hmm. a break. How we need it. We need it. We need it. So I definitely needed it. I got it, and um, I'm ready to charge into the new things that we have going on. Yeah, and this is this is kind of where life picks up for you a little bit. Like spring and summer, you get some busy stuff in, in the working industry world. And mm-hmm. I know you have a couple of things coming up at the end of this month. Um, do you want to share... Do you want to share what, what's coming? Because I think it's cool. It's pretty cool. It's off of this podcast, which is really cool. Yeah, in um, in a couple weeks, two weeks, actually, what the date is Saturday, March 30th, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio. So if you're a Columbus... If you're in the Columbus area, you you could take advantage of this. Two opportunities to connect. One is a uh, family concert, and the other is a Roots and Wings parenting workshop. And they're all, both events are happening at King Avenue United Methodist Church in Columbus, Ohio. And all the details are up on the website. So if you'd like to come to the workshop, you can. If you'd like to come to the concert, obviously, you can do that. You can make a day of it. They both happen on Saturday when the workshop's in the morning, and the concert's in the afternoon. And... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. Looking forward to being there, and looking forward to all the things you've been busy too, Bertie, doing the booking stuff. You've you've got a lot of dates. Yeah, for me, we got so. some good some good booking opportunities. Um, on my end, students have moved back from their spring break, so um, that's something. <laughs> yeah. So that life life picks up. It's such a weird job because it's like one minute they're all gone, and you're like, what? what and I'm like so depressed when they first all leave and then I get used to it and then they all come back and my life looks completely different in like the amount of just few hours of them coming back and it's like all in no matter what no matter what time of the day it is and you're like what and then I get depressed for the first couple days when they come back and then I'm good and then I love life so it's just a weird thing but it's fun well I'm excited to dive into this topic today I think we have 
Um, I know you kind of mentioned it to me, kind of texted me a couple of days ago and just said, hey, this has just been on my mind, my heart. I've been hearing people to kind of talk about it. And I think it, I think it's very relatable to most every person, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good. So we're talking today about this idea of striving for perfection, um, not just in ourselves, but maybe even how, how we strive for perfe- perfection in ourselves can translate into how we parent our kids. Is that right? Yep, exactly. Well, the idea of perfection, how, um, how, how, that, how this striving for perfection can complicate your life. And even kind of really screw you up in some ways if you think about it. I think here's the thing. Um, I just had I just heard several conversations, had several conversations, I should say, with some people, and just several podcasts I listened to. Just just this topic seemed to crop up, um, and I just thought, you know, as it relates to family and parenting and all the dynamics that happen, um, all the moving pieces and parts. If if perfection is a is a is a goal, you know, for us. If we're thinking that way, either for our own lives personally, if we're striving for perfection, and then as we're in our marriages, in our with our with our spouses, if we're looking for our spouse to be perfect, and then on our kids, if we're asking our kids to be perfect for parenting with perfection as our goal, I just feel like that whole pursuit is flawed, and you know, destined for failure because. And this is the thing. The reality is we are not perfect. No one is. Mm -hmm. People were not made to be perfect. We were made to be ever-changing, evolving, growing, becoming better, yes, all the time. But perfection is not the goal. It's really not. Mm -hmm. Completeness is the goal. You know, firing on all cylinders. You know what that means? The idea of a of a car engine mm-hmm. has these cylinders, and when when some are not firing, then the car is not performing to its optimum, what its potential can be. So mm-hmm. yes, we want to be firing on all cylinders. We want to be becoming becoming day by day better, learning, growing, um, expanding, having our hearts and our minds, you know, just stretched and. And seeing God pour into us and bring out of us all that he wants to bring out of us. But perfection is not part of that. And in, mm-hmm. and in fact, if we understood, if we could understand and get our minds around this idea that, that God loves us exactly the way we are today on this Monday morning. So, so if you are dragging into your week <laughs> and you're feeling, you know, less than for any reason, whether there's been something, um, you know, whether life has been hard for you, whether you've had, you've missed a mark on some things, whether you're, you know, whatever it is, God loves you completely just the way you are today. That should give us just a freedom to just begin to step into the next thing, you know. If we're striving for anything, it should be striving to be more complete, more whole, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I all I love everything that you've said. I think that's true and good. I do think sometimes, especially if you've grown up in the Christian circle, you've probably heard things like that your whole life. So, um, like, you're great, you're enough, God made you just as you are. And I know for me, coming from that story, that background, I, I heard those things. And so I felt even more like convicted and guilty about why I couldn't seem to be living into those things. 
Um, because you're just like, okay, like I hear you, but, um, why do I still feel, why do I still feel like, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not enough here. And I think that we need to unpack the reason for why we strive for perfection. Mm -hmm. And like, just to, just to say, I think what you're saying too, is we're not perfect. So like, there's a freedom in that to know that, but you could tell, you could tell a perfectionist that they're not perfect and they'll hear you, but they won't believe you. And they, not that they believe they're perfect, but they'll hear you, but they believe they have to strive for that because something in their spirit says, I cannot sleep until I know that this is completed to T. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that that type of um, personality, like those are, I think there's strengths and people who strive for um, perfection. I don't think that's not always a bad thing. I know for me, my perfectionism looks more like competition. So I'm not super perfect. Like I'm not a super, um, I'm not a perfectionist in all areas of my life, especially academically. Like I remember even as a kid taking a paper to you, like right, right before school, like you're in your studio and I was like running it down or maybe it was like after school or something. I was working on it. And I was getting ready to turn it in. I was getting ready to go out the door. And you're like, oh, Britt, there's a, there's a typo in here. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, well, we have time. Let's go. Let's go fix it. Let's go reprint it. And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just did not want to put in the extra work to, like, fix your typo. And I remember you being like, why in the world would you not want to, like, erase that, like, extra A and then just print off a whole and, like, have a complete um, document. And I just remember thinking, yeah, it's just not, just not worth it for me in that area. But yet I am, when it comes to like, um, different areas in my life, whether it was working or, um, athletics, like I was just so awkwardly competitive that I just had to be like, I had to be the best. Like I had to be better than myself today than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And if you were going to beat me at something that I cared about, I was so bothered. Um, and that was just comes from, for me, it came from this root of just striving to be enough in the, in the areas that I cared deeply about. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really care about being enough when mm-hmm. it came to schoolwork, but I cared about being enough in other areas. And so I think that that need for perfection comes from this insecurity of, sometimes that need for perfection comes from this insecurity that if we don't complete it this way, then, then, it's, then it's, it was worthless to begin with. You know, Mm -hmm. if we don't check it off this way, then it was worthless to begin with. I think it's interesting what you said that we've probably all grown up. If you've grown up within the Christian faith or in the church, you've probably heard this message. You're, you know, God loves you just the way you are. You know, you're, you know, come as you are. And um, all, all, we have heard that. And, And then you said, but for some reason, it's hard for us to, you know, live into it, to live into it or to believe it. And while I think that we've done, and as the the church has given that idea lip service, you're just you're perfect, just the way you are. That's what we say, but our actions haven't said that, mm. you know, mm. to each other. Preach, preach it. <laughs> well, adju- you know, good. I think that the, you know the church, you know, and when I say the church, I just mean the church at large, maybe the Western church. <laughs> and the church said, "Come just as you are," but then when we when people come then all of a sudden it feels like there are these invisible hoops that have been set up for people to jump through. Yep. You know, yep. you have to measure up. 
we that that mm-hmm. message I think goes is sent loud and clear to people, and you know that that in, you know get get your ducks in a row, and then once you get your ducks in a row, you know then you, then you can be part of the club, <laughs> and that's just mm-hmm. not God's heart. That's just not mm-hmm. that's just not God's heart. I mean, the message, you know, is that you are enough and that you are loved with an everlasting love exactly the way you are. And and mm-hmm. and every every nuance, every every part of you is loved just the way you are. It doesn't mean you won't change because you will cuz love changes us, you know. When you are loved just the way you are, that's a powerful that's a powerful um combination that you come sure we all have flaws and yet you're loved just the way you are. That's powerful. Because how can change not happen? How can you not become more complete, more whole, more what you're intended to be when you, you know, when you're not loved with an everlasting love like that? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's and that's good. what God is doing with, that's, that's our relationship. That's, that's what God is doing with his love. He's transforming mm-hmm. us. He's renewing our minds. He's, he's changing who we are um, from the inside out. And so that's our, you know, that's our model. That's what we should be doing for with each other and with our children, you know. So when I, you know, when mm-hmm. I think back on that, I remember that <laughs> that morning <clears throat> about trying to get you to change that typo, thinking it's just a, you could do this in a minute you, and you get a better grade, you know. And so while I was, well, I, well, I always wanted to communicate to my children, you know, guys, I love you just the way you are. I wanted you to know unconditional love. I wanted that. That was in my heart to give you. And yet my actions didn't always you know, back up my words because my actions mm-hmm. were saying something else. And boy, as a, as a parent, we just, we don't, I know that we, ab- none of us as parents ever want our kids to feel like we're not proud of them, that we're not, we don't love, love them. You know, of course we want our kids to succeed. We want them to be happy. We want them to be healthy. We want them to be complete, whole and all those things. And yet sometimes the way we go about it is counterproductive to that. They actually walk away feeling like, Boy, I can never measure up. I try my best, and I can I can never make my dad happy. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I I did not I did not feel that way in that moment. But I did remember thinking, I I did feel guilty a little bit because I was like, I know I should change this. So I think I realized that that you know, as you grow, as you get older, like that stuff does matter. And in that moment, I I couldn't seem to get there, but mm-hmm. you know, it does. So. But one thing about perfection that I think somebody told me this when I started this job and I I was like, wow, that that was such a profound thing. And it changed me and changed how I have related to some of my um, students. But I I was sitting with one of my RAs, which is a resident assistant who works for me. And they're, um, they're student leaders on our campus for sure. And she was just sharing with me, like it was our first year doing this. It was the first couple weeks of school. And she was like, Brittany, I'm scared to tell you about the pieces of my of my life because they're not perfect. Mm. Like I've I've had some I've done some really hard things or I've done some really not great things. I've been in really hard situations and I'm afraid to tell you who I really am because I don't know if that qualifies me, if that disqualifies me from being in this position. Mm. Like how can I lead people if I have been there? And I just remember looking at her and I said, you know, perfection isn't relatable. <laughs> Like we so strive so hard to be perfect, but that perfection is never relatable because nobody is perfect. Right. And so we can come to a place where we are comp- confident enough in our imperfection 
then we can be able to connect with people on a whole nother level Mm -hmm. because I don't think our imperfections disqualify us from the the roles that God has given us. And so I don't think your imperfections have disqualified you from being the parent that you are. And I would encourage you to embrace some of those imperfections and relate to your kids because you're the perfect nature of who you are is not relatable and it's not relatable to your kids. They need to be able to see that some of those in, imperfect sides mm-hmm. to you. Right. Because they have imperfect sides. Right. And I think that there's something really beautiful when we recognize our humanity in that and say we're gonna like lean in lean into this together because we're not we're not perfect. Right. There's freedom in, in knowing I that. I think that's and I was thinking that too that you know, as parents and in our families, I think it is good for us to. We did. We have talked about in our podcast. We, there was an episode we talked about um, apologizing. Remember about being, you know, mm-hmm. humbling ourselves and being able to ask forgiveness for times when we blow it as parents. And certainly that's going to happen because we're not perfect parents, and our kids aren't perfect kids, but no one is. And the. I think the getting your mind around the fact that perfection is not a reality, you know, that so many of us are striving for something that's not real. And I just feel like we have to relax a little bit and rest in the fact that, you know, look, if God loves you just the way you are, then then that's okay. Then you're enough. And so are your kids. And so is your spouse. And so are your coworkers. And and so are your parents. You know, maybe you maybe you were raised with a parent who really demanded perfection from you. And and maybe they demanded perfection from themselves. They didn't get this concept. It wasn't part of, you know, their toolbox. And so now you're a product of that. And so you have to you have to kind of be healed from that. You have to sort of be whole just the way you are and leave that that other stuff behind. And that's a challenge for a lot of people. I mean, if you've come in, if you're coming out of a family where, you know, some things were done and now you're a product of that, you have to be you know, you have to be kind of transformed too. So, uh, and I hope podcasts like this or friends that are out in your life are speaking something into your life that is helping you to do that. But I think that's a challenge. Um, I I do have a question as we kind of kind of think through this on the parenting side, and me not being a parent, but thinking through what I would. No, I'm not gonna say. I do kind of have a question as we think through this that I could imagine listeners are thinking like okay, I know I'm not perfect. I know my kids aren't perfect, but how do I, how do I shape them and encourage them to be their best mm-hmm. and to, you know, cause I do think it's okay to want to be better to you. Like you said, we evolve, we grow, we're growing. So how do you shape them? Like in that moment when I came and brought you my paper and you're like, huh, because you want to encourage them to be their best, mm-hmm. to do their best, to turn in their best work, but yet also that they don't have to be the best. So how do you encourage them to do their best and, and shape them in that perspective mm-hmm. to strive for what's good and true and to work mm-hmm. hard, but then also to not feel the pressure of being perfect? Yeah. How do you do I that? I think what you want to do as a parent is always, first of all, Without any kind of performance, you know, your, your children don't have to do anything for them to know that you love them. And so that happens, that mm-hmm. happens in, in the mundane moments of life. That happens, in, that happens just in, in, in between times. They, your kids need to have the sense that they don't have to do anything. My mom and dad, they love me. They love me just, 
for who I, and I don't know why, they just do, you know? It's kind of how we relate to God. He just loves us. If we get that idea, that concept, if we understand it, that just the way you are, and there's nothing you can do to make me love you more, there's nothing you can do to make me love you less. I just love you. That's what unconditional love is. So I think that, first of all, is the thing we should, as parents, be continually pouring into our children. Then the next part of that is then, and we've talked about this before in the podcast, is recognizing what you see in your children, the good that you see, and then calling it out. Because sometimes someone else sees the good in you and the quality and the thing that, you know, that is emerging in your life. Someone else sees it before you do. And so as a parent, we can continually call out the best in our kids. And that's kind of, I guess, what I was doing with the paper saying, well, Brett, there's a typo here. We could fix it real quick. Eh, it's okay. Don't you want this to be a bet? No. And then, then sometimes you have to go, just kind of let things go the way they, they're going to go for your kids. If they choose <laughs> not to pursue a certain thing, that's okay. That doesn't mean I love you less. That doesn't mean I think less of you. It just means that you're not going to get the best grade on this and you're going to know that and you're going to be disappointed and then we'll have a conversation later and then I'll tell you, I love you. I love you so much. You're, you know, you are amazing and you know what? You'll get a better grade next time. But it's a learning Mm -hmm. experience. It's a growing time. The whole point of this isn't perfection as much as it's nurturing, growing, being, becoming, Mm -hmm. becoming all that we were made to become, all that we are made to Mm -hmm. be, Right. I love that. I love that. So this is so funny that we're talking about this right now, too, because I just thought of another moment. Last night, one of my RAs uh, had a had an experience where he was like, hey, did I did I handle this right? And you we were texting about it. And there was a couple of things he could have done differently. And, um, you know, we were just kind of walking through that. And he was a, he was like, man, I'm so sorry. I blew that. Like, I apologize. And I said, you know what? We're we're all we're all faced with different situations and opportunities to grow and learn from. And um, so I texted him and I said, all situations we are faced with are opportunities to grow and learn from. And we have to apply that to the next situation. And then no time is wasted. Right. So if we grow and learn from whatever opportunity we're in and apply that to the next one, then no time is wasted. And then I told him that that was so good. It should be on a fortune cookie. (laughs) He was like, you're right. You're right. But I do think that there's there's truth to that. And that's something um, even my husband and I are as we're as we're being imperfectly married and growing, um, we kind of keep telling each other that like there's no opportunity Every opportunity we're faced with is just a chance to grow and mm-hmm. learn. And if we don't take what we grow and learn from this situation and apply it to the next, then maybe it was time wasted. But if it, but if we do, then no time is wasted. Then no opportunity is is. It's, that's exactly right. If every if every encounter, every experience, every adventure, everything that we that we live through, if 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 every single thing can continue to move us forward and grow us up, then it's all worth it. You know, it's even the painful mm-hmm. things. And sometimes the most growth can happen from the most painful experiences, which is, you know, interesting. And nobody wishes pain or, or heartache on anyone. And yet I know from my own life and my own experience and, and certainly from the stories of others that sometimes hard times, hard things can bring the most growth. And maybe that's even true then as you give your kids opportunity instead of strike like forcing them to be perfect in that moment, let giving them the choice to be imperfect. Sure. And then maybe, you know, I, I don't remember, I probably could have come back and been upset for the grade that I got. And that could be that learning and growing mm-hmm. experience where like, if you care, like, 
this is what you got to do sure. to get there kind of a thing. I, here's the thing as we kind of wrap this conversation up. I just think this idea is probably, you know, to me, it's just the most important part of this whole thing, not just as parents, but just as human beings, you know, that walk this planet, that live this life. I mean, I think that um, the reality is that um, that what we're, what we're all waiting for, what we're, all, what we're all longing for is for someone who can know everything about us, exactly who we are, and still receive us and love us just the way we are. That's what we all need. That's what we all, to the core, we all long for. And, and that's what God is doing for us. That's if, we've been, if we have encountered God and we've encountered his love, then that's what we're encountering. And that's what's, that's what's captivating us and drawing us in. And so if we can have that, get a hold of that, and then share that whole thing, just kind of perpetuate that with each other, I just think that's going to make it work. It's just going to make it amazing. So it's a big, it's a big thing, but it's, a, it's an important thing. It is a big thing, but it's a good thing just to start talking yeah. about, start thinking about. So I appreciate you bringing that to the table sure. today. Well, as we kind of wrap up, we just um, continue to ask you guys to um, support us by simply going on our, our podcast um, platforms, whichever one you're listening on, like, review. I think word of mouth and sharing episodes are probably the best way to connect people to what we hope to be doing, the content we hope to be producing mm-hmm. here. I know that's been fun for me as I listen to podcasts. I'm like, oh, this one's going to apply so much to so-and-so. And I send it their way and hope that they get some inspiration that I got out of it. So mm-hmm. we just appreciate all of that um, involvement into what we're trying to do here. And you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Roots and Wings Podcast. Um, am I missing anything? I just want to make mention that places, platforms that people can find our podcast but we're on itunes that's where most people find us looking at the stats that's how most people connect with us but also Podbean is another place some people listen to us there spotify we are also on spotify our podcast is is able you can access it there and then our website is just sort of the the home base for everything and the website is rootsandwingspodcast.com and you can all the episodes from the very beginning are listed there and so are the the blog that we have. So our blog posts are all there. And um, we want to be adding more to that, too, in the days to come. But um, you could check out that. So if you a lot of people don't maybe have never even visited the website, you just catch this podcast on iTunes or whatever, which is great. But if you get a chance, check out the website sometime because we are going to be putting some content there. And that's going to be a way to connect with each other. So in the future yeah that's awesome thanks so much everybody for tuning in this week and we look forward to talking with you next time thanks everybody see you next week